Welcome back to another episode of the Questions Hip Hop Podcast. It is me, your host, Sean Kantrowitz. This is a brand new show format this week. I'm joined by my sometimes co-host, Midas the Beast. There's no guest. There's no album we're focusing on. This is us, two hip hop heads and longtime friends, and we are going off script. The name of this show, this format, is The Answers. Shout out to Questions Patreon member David Longwire for suggesting the name. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly, but I'm bracing myself for the possibility that I did not. Hey, speaking of the Patreon, we've had some incredible growth over there recently. Go to patreon.com slash thequestionshiphop or hit the link in this episode's notes. Just this past month, patrons have received part two in the Jay-Z Blueprint 2 Making Elmatic episode. That's a Patreon exclusive. They've also received bonus material that the public doesn't get, including some more from this episode's recording. They get early access to episodes. They're voting on the next classic episode. It's a good time, and it only costs you $5 a month. I appreciate the support that you all are giving me for this project of mine, and I encourage you to join the crew. If you're in Los Angeles, mark your calendars because I'll be at Delicious Pizza on Sunset, July 20th, for a special De La Soul theme night of the questions. This is going to be pretty insane. I just got done writing the game. We are going to be calling on all De La heads who think that they've got what it takes to emerge as the king or queen of De La Soul related hip hop trivia. There's going to be music courtesy of DJ Jedi, a legend in his own right. There's going to be some prizes that I'm going to be able to announce soon. If you came to the event that we did back in February for Dilemma, you already know this is going to be something you just can't miss. And it's free. Go to questionshiphop.com or hit the show notes to RSVP and secure your spot. All right, I'm keeping it brief this time around. We're diving into episode 155 of the Questions Hip Hop podcast. It's Midas the Beast and I doing a thing that we call The Answers. Who did it first? Who did it best? Who did it worst? That's the question. Who rapping there? That remix and what happened when? That's the question. Let me ask you a question. Hmm. And if you ain't knowing these, then my guy's knowing what you need. Some answers to the questions. What you been up to, kid? What's what's the what's the news in the world? So. Most immediate was that yesterday was July 4th and they had this thing at Grand Park, which is a big like park in downtown L.A. They had a block party for it. And I'm like, I'm not too hype on any, um, you know, Fourth of July things or or really at this point, any public event things <laughs> like I'm very it takes a lot to get me out. But then I saw are this, you still masked up? You still no, no, I'm up? not masked okay. up. I'm, I will mask when I fly. But that's that's it. Like I'll otherwise I'm I'm not masked up at all. Um, and uh, so I saw it's more just a resistance of like I just don't want to park and then go this somewhere. Is all the shit. Yeah, why it's, I don't like just, going to New York, by the way. Right. I hate New yeah. York. Yeah, because cities are are different. It's a little bit easier in smaller cities like in Orlando where like you can get in and get out. The parking isn't going to be crazy. The traffic isn't going to be crazy. But 
Yeah, I went to this event. It was a block party uh, in downtown LA, free, um, open to the public, several blocks. It was more than just a block. And this is the lineup uh, of this, for this 4th of July block party. Charlie Tuna and Cut Chemist, Bahamadia, mm. The mm. Beat Junkies, mm. um, Maya Jupiter featuring Medusa and Georgia Ann Muldrow and Jessa Cal- Calderon, J-Rock, Babu, Rhett Matic, Mr. Chalk, Cypress Junkies, Gas Lamp Killer, DJ Day, Spinurita. Um, so I was like, well, yeah. But the weird thing about it was that, like, clearly whoever curated this, like, there was one person involved in this city initiative who clearly has very niche and good taste. And they were like, whatever you want, you know, Valerie. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, we'll sign off on it. And, it was packed because it was 4th of July and it was downtown LA. I don't know how many people who were there with their yeah. families might know what a beat junkie is, Yeah, but they were all there and, and enjoying it. So that, that's what was cool. And um, so I went to that and, and that was, that was really, really, you know, fun. Like I, I, I'm glad I went out and what was crazy. We're talking about vision. I walked over to and found the, the second stage because we went to the beat junkie stage first because that was where we came in. And then the second stage, uh, when we found it, Bahamadia was on stage with DJ Eclipse. And they were rocking mm. for like this big crowd and it sounded great. It was amazing. And shout then out she got Eclipse. Yeah, yeah. Sh- shout out to both of them. And so she got off the stage and then I was just standing there and the crowd dissipated a little bit because there was a, like an act break before the next act got on. And she was probably standing, I don't know, like probably 70 feet maybe a hundred feet away backstage. I saw her talking to somebody and I could see her, but I was like, there's no way she's going to see me. And then her vision shifts and she sees me and mind you, I've never met Bahamadia in life. I've had her on the questions and I had her on can't knock the shuffle. So we've done zooms together, but we've never been in the same room or building in life. She sees me and I wave to her. She waves and then does a double take and does an excited wave. She runs over to the barricade. She hands me and my friend who I was with uh, wristbands. We go backstage and she's just like, oh my God, I'm so happy to see you. Like, this is so crazy. And yeah. What is this life? Yeah, yeah. Like, and she was like, so I heard it's like a card game now. I'm like, yep, I'm going to send you a card game. And we met Eclipse. Eclipse was back there. And, uh, you know, it was, it was crazy. And then I left before the fireworks. (laughs) Good job by you. So... Bahamadia is a falcon, is what you're saying. Bahamadia has very good vision. Very good vision. <laughs> and, like, also, I have to say, you know, I don't know when the last time was I saw her or if I've ever even seen her perform live. She sounds great. Like, she, mm. like, it sounded just like the record. She's, she's performing no like hype man. Bahamadia. Yeah, she, like, she really is, like, Get busy. you know, she's a professional. She's an MC. Yeah. <laughs> 25 years or so, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was my 4th of July. What did, did you wind up doing anything? What was going on? Look, man. So here's, here's, here's the inherent issue with you busting that out and then going, so did you do anything? <laughs> you live in LA. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of unfair to even throw that back. We should have started with what I did so that yeah. it could, it could go up because so, ah, uh, you know, in Orlando, yeah, like I found out that there was a block party in uh, Kissimmee and, uh, you know, they had, you know, Johnny Freedom perform and uh, 
for no nothing happened out here that was of any interest you know what i'm saying and the problem is because there's nothing going on that's that cool in orlando then the only thing that you can do is just get up with your homies uh which is awesome which is great yeah which is awesome except you don't get up with your homies when there's nothing to do you kind of need a all right, what we doing? And if there's really nothing going on, we, you know, so nobody really got up yesterday. Uh, I did drive all the way to Zar's crib, to Zarism's crib to uh, ha- have him help me with, <laughs> have him help me with Zelda. <laughs> it's truly one of the nerdiest things I've ever heard you say. In your yeah, life. I might actually have you edit that out. That's going to fuck up my, my next album. Rollout. This is No, this is the clip. This is like the, <laughs> the highlight. Yeah, I drove, I mean, I, like, when I say, like, called him, like, yo, I need help with this. He was like, yo, I'm at, I'm at the, uh, I'm at Walmart getting some, you know, stuff to grill. And he was like, you want to, you, you want to come through? I'm going to be cooking. I was like, I want to come through, but I don't even care about the cooking. <laughs> like, I actually need you to help me with this, with this pie. I, I literally brought my switch. Wow. And Zar lives a solid 30 minutes from my house. Right. Like, I literally jumped in the car, drove 30 minutes to Zara's house to have him, to bother him while he was trying to cook, by the way. Because, <laughs> so he's trying to cook. His wife is like, well, no, he's trying to help me. His wife right. was like, hey, you, you got to finish the food. It's kind and of a I'm greater kinda... purpose here than just, yeah. <laughs> Nintendo. And, and I took over their whole living room TV. Their whole family's <laughs> there. And I'm like, hey, um, so when I get to this part, uh, he's just like, well, hold on, let me, and I'm like, yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. And then I'm just like staring at him until he finishes so he can come back out and, and help me. So that was, that was the majority of my 4th of July. Can I and ask then, you, as somebody who like hasn't played a game in a long time, could you not just go on YouTube? Like, are there not resources there? Or did you, was it that you wanted it from like nah, a trusted source? I, I, I read what needed to happen. It's just... My fingers, my fingers couldn't do it. It was, it was unfangulable. It was, it couldn't be done by James wow. Fingers, by wow. Beast Fingers. Wow. It, you know, I got these Beast hands, man. It wasn't, it wasn't really working out. So, you know, and it's funny that you say that because his son sat on the couch the whole time right next to me, re- reading all the stuff off of YouTube and the internet <laughs> to tell me how to do the thing that I, I already read all the same things. I couldn't explain to him that I just couldn't do it. No, the reason that I'm here is because I can't do it. That's so it was part. like a physical feat that you at one point had yeah. to pass the controller to Czar to do the thing that you couldn't do with your fingers. How Correct. crazy is this? What, like, what do you need to, yeah. do you Listen, need to bend man. your finger back all the way or something? Like, <laughs> I, 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 can't be, I can't beat it. I can't beat the dude. Wow. I can't beat him. So, you know, so I did that. And then it also gave me an excuse to, you know, get out of my house because my air conditioning is broken in Central Florida. That's it's a been problem. 90 plus every day with high humidity and my AC unit, Dunzino. That's one of the worst things that could happen to a person, I would say. Like, especially yeah. where you live. Uh, it's, it's no joke. Now, shout out to my grandmother being a sage because last year, not in the summertime, randomly. My grandmother's always calling me and offering me something or telling me that she picked up something for me and come by the house and 
get these avocados that I got. Come by and get these. I got a random chair that you should come take. Like she's, mm. this is all, this is every, every weekend I get a call like this. So, and it, it, it can range from some food item that she found on sale and bought extra of to something that she saw at a thrift shop or something, right? Like yeah. this is how she lives. So a couple, uh, I want to say maybe seven or eight months ago, she was like, hey, um, you should come over and get this. Uh, I, I, I got this portable AC unit. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, yeah, you should take it to your house. I'm like, what I need it for? Like my AC works. And she's like, I don't need it. And I was just like, why do you have it? She's like, well, you know, I saw it and it was this price. And she's one of them. Like you just right. grab anything that you see for a price that makes sense or for free or whatever. So that's the only way I've been surviving. I got this big ass portable unit and any room I'm in, I drag it to that yeah. room and hook it up. Wow. Which is, you know, if I got to be in multiple rooms, it's a rough day still. But <laughs> you got to just camp out in one spot, have it, <laughs> yeah. have it, you know, hooked up. Yeah, I got to just be in one spot. But uh, good friend of ours, Amin, came through, assessed the issue. So they're going to be installing a new AC unit. They were going to come today, but they're coming on Friday to install a new AC unit. Now, here's how Amin set me up and made it worse. So the AC unit is working. The air is blowing cold air. Air, cold air is blowing out of this thing. The problem is it's so hot. And my AC unit is so old that the 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 outside temperature is overpowering what it could do inside. Like it can't keep up. Yeah. Right? So the whole day it's hot and then it starts to cool down as it as the night comes because the cold air starts to be able to win a little bit. And then usually by 10 o'clock or something, it's at the temperature that you're trying to get it to, right? And that happens all night until the morning when it starts to starts to raise again. So that's kind of been my cycle for a little bit um, while I've been waiting for them. So he comes, assesses it, walks out. We, we walk outside. He's looking at it. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, we just need to get a new unit here. Boom, he's checking stuff. Boom. The day that they come check it, when they leave, is the hottest day. Right. Like it's the hottest night. And I noticed that it's ain't really getting cooler at night like it do kind of every night. The next day, dumb hot. Hottest day in my house. The thermostat read 85. Oof. I was like, what is happening? So I call him like, yo, I don't know what day y'all was planning on coming. You got to move it up. It, I think it's actually broke now, like where it's not even doing anything. So we was having this conversation. I go outside. These fools, when they went outside to check it, turned it off. <laughs> and they really, failed they to turn you. it back off. Yeah, oh, wow. It just wow. wasn't running. Yeah. Bruh. I'm like, yo, you can't do that. Like, I could die in here. That's like, like manslaughter. That's like attempted <laughs> you know manslaughter. Like, living in Florida without a car, if you, ha if you're, if you have a car. First of all, living in Florida without a car is rough life. Fucked up. It's rough life. Living in Florida without a car or with a car with AC or, or excuse me, without AC, just as fucked up. You might as yeah. well not have a car. I've lived Get that life. I've, I've had AC broke in a Florida summer. Um, 
Actually, you could ask, I make mad beats about this because I, I piloted this uh, concept. I had a portable fan and I was like, well, I have an AC plug in my car. Maybe this will work where I Yo, can run a fan. Yo, that's the worst idea I've ever heard in my it life. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it, it's just blowing hot air onto you. <laughs> like it, it's, it, but I had to try. That was, but I, I like how that was it. your solution and you felt good about it. You were like, <laughs> I mean, I got this, what I need. Well, it's expensive. Man. That's the thing. And so is is this home AC uh, replacement expensive? Ooh, yeah, man. Now, th there's a, it's, it's $6,500. Ugh. That's not a fun purchase. It's not a fun purchase. And what's crappy, what's crappy about it is, well, uh, what's cool and crappy is I'm, I'm paying for, I'm financing it through this situation where some program where they add it onto the, they add it onto your mortgage, which is interesting. So like I'm not having to come out of pocket, right? With the with with any of the money just yet. Like I don't have to. I don't have to right. pay anything for them to come set it up, yeah, or nothing like that. But but it has a pretty decent interest rate, mm. and you know I kind of wasn't thinking about it super hard. Like I was because I'm dying, so I was just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. Like let's let's do this. And I was right. talking to my mother about it, and she said. She was like, yeah, what's this? I, I sent her the, the thing. She's like looking at it. She's like, yeah, you might want to try to put extra money on this and try to get this paid off. And I was just like, I mean, it's on the mortgage. Like, I'm not even really tripping. Like, I, I got 20 years to pay it off. And she's like, yeah, 20 years is going to cost as much as the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeesh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might want to you might want to pay this shit off. I was like, oh, my God. So it's homeownership bullshit, bro. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not completely sold on it, to be honest. Luckily, it, I I live in Los Angeles, so I don't really have much of an option for it. So <laughs> I'm about to say you you got you got a couple mil. You yeah. sit on a couple million. No, I I actually don't. Um, so yeah, this is what the podcast is, guys. A little bit of uh, barbecue talk, a little bit of uh, <laughs> air conditioning uh, talk. Um, no, this is. Uh, should we get into some questions from like yeah, Patreon? Let's do it. Should, should, let's should do, we do it. that? Let's okay. do it. What's in the minds of the people? All right. So we got a question from a guy, Lars, on the Patreon who says, uh, the topic that was brought up about the ringtone era was super interesting. I would love to hear more about what you guys think about how that time in mainstream rap and how it may or may not have influenced what was going on on the independent side of things. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. That was a wild time. So here's what's interesting, right? So like, I think musically for a lot of people, your teens and your early 20s are probably the most influential time for you, right? Like, as you register music and, you know, kind of shapes what you like and what you don't like for the rest of your life uh, musically. So, I'm 38. Um, I'm graduating high school in 02. Um, I want to say ringtone era is really right smack dab there right yeah i mean i just to reference after? this yeah well i'm looking at it like snap music also known as ringtone rap snap rap 2000s 2000s yeah. is like early 2000s it's 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 up until really you're talking about if you know and i'm not looking at a thing right now but really you're talking about probably two, 2000 Eight. 2000 through Maybe 2007, 2006. Yeah, yeah, 2007, 2008, maybe I would say. Yeah, yeah. 
Because 2007 was uh, Soldier Boy cranked at. So yeah, like that was, so, that was, okay, so even yeah. f- a little further than that then. You know what I'm saying? And man, that was a rough, that was a rough go. And it was a rough, it was a, so the, the question is a great question because what he then says is, and how does it, you know, shape, I guess, what your relationship is with, you know, not mainstream music. Independent yeah, music yeah. What do we think about music. that? And then how did that also affect the other side of it? Yeah, yeah. Because so this this will be my take on that. Um, you know, coming out of the, I, I'm gonna tell you, man, coming out of the, this is the transition in hip hop was wild because you're coming out of. I think, in my opinion, when you talk about like '95, '94, '93, like yes, there was there was. Big, 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 like, quote unquote, commercial records that, you know, your hammers and your vanilla ices and different things like that in the 90s. But like hip hop was kind of just hip hop. It wasn't really like a big mainstream and commercial divide. Like, I mean, uh, excuse me, mainstream and, and, and underground divide, like kind of everybody kind of had the tools to kind of live on both sides of the, of the world. And in, in a lot of cases people did, I mean, you had big, you know, Mary J Blige records with Keith Murray on them, you know, and, right. and, and Smith and Wesson is, is doing that kind of stuff. And then you, you know, you got, you know, Wu-Tang records that are street records that are, you know, that are hits, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. So like, I, I feel like the big divide between mainstream and underground really started to hit like after big, uh, big passes and after Wu-Tang Forever comes out. And when you start to get into that 98 run where I, in my opinion, in 98 is where you really start to see like these records that have like the obvious commercial record on the album. Like, okay, this is the single. Jiggy. And yeah, just yeah. like the Jiggy sort of like gloss. The, the it was there was a it was a marked decision to sort of like pivot to something that maybe didn't steer it didn't steer as true to like the ideals of you know whatever was happening outside of the New York Fat Beats. You know, right? Like, like yeah, right. it was it was a conscious decision to you know hit wider audiences, and that's where that divide. But this is still prior to ring. But this is still prior, right? And so here's so so, you getting DMX with with some with some big records. You getting you know, uh, uh, Pun had the 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 big singles. The Jay Z run really gets really starts to get cranking in '98 with the uh, with, with the record he had. Like you could see the changes in uh, the 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 way rap was cut. Like the like Rap City started to change a little bit and. You know, just the TV shows and things around hip hop were, were were really changing, and just you know, it was it was getting different. But it was still, it was still. We we were we thought it was getting starting to get corny, right? Little did we know where it was going. We were like, "Yo, this this shit right here." So I say all that to say there was a whole bunch of uh, people that I know who were already turning away and moving into indie underground hip hop. And there was a bigger divide because like I used to consider, I would consider something like, I would consider something like Killer Army to be underground. Right. Like I would, I would have considered like, yeah, Killer Army, that's an underground album. That album went gold. 
I mean, is that an underground record that <laughs> sells 500,000 copies? It's yeah. underground in aesthetic, but not in the literal, like, underground measuring, like, popularity, you know? It's a gold-selling record. So, people were, so, the divide was real crazy because it goes deeper than just something like that. So, now you're going, no, 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 no. Killer Army is not underground. Like, what's actually underground? That's where you start to get into the stretching Bobby, stretching Bobito run. And, you know, the Def Jux stuff starts to really start cranking. And a lot of that, a lot of that energy um, starts running. The Doom, the Doom stuff starts cranking um, and all of that. And that was the underground. Like, that's the, that was under the underground. So, say all that to say there was a, it seemed like coming into 2000, 2001, 2002, there was like, the tippy top commercial records. Then there was like some middle ground. <laughs> right. And then there was like the deep underground. Cause like, where would you like, what would you like? You wouldn't consider black star. Like black star was probably in the middle ground. Black star was like underground compared to puffy, but not you know, in hindsight, under- in hindsight, it's like, yeah, but like you had like, very expensive looking music videos. <laughs> um, uh, Mad Skills has the funniest story uh, that he's told me when he shot the video for the B Boy ninety nine mm. uh, joint. That was the document uh, joint. Yeah, B Boy document. Yeah, off the rocket sound bombing, and it was like um, it was him, the High and Mighty, and Most Def, and like they're doing you know this like big. It's like the big. It was a huge production. Yeah, and they they had some shot. And I might be like paraphrasing parts of the story where basically he was telling me they had some like shot where they had a whole camera crew and they're in a car and they're supposed to drive off and then come back to their mark. Right. And uh, like most deaf is in the car driving and and they drive off. But instead of driving off and coming back, they drive. They t- he pulls a left and they like drive way the fuck off. And like everybody's on like the walkie talkies and they're like, uh, guys, you have to come back. And like they just like were cruising off fucking around. And like Skills is like, yo, like what, what's going on? And most Def laughs and he's like, let the Murdochs pay for this. Yo. <laughs> because Raucous was was uh, was obviously funded by, you know, uh, Rupert Murdoch's son, which That's is crazy. Oddly, what succession is sort of based on, you know, some of the 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 what, what what's the the main sons? Uh oh, uh, the um what's the last name? Now it's been like a Roy. Well it's Roy, but what's but what's the first name? The last name is Roy for Kendall. Kendall Roy Kendall. is sort of based on, you know, the the Murdoch's son who um was an investor in um in Rockus. But anyway, mm. all that is to say, yeah, like there there were different tiers to what was considered mainstream, underground, middle ground. I think yeah. the big the big thing about snap music or ringtone music was not that it was necessarily derived from hip hop getting more commercial. It was derived from an entirely different region. Cause the, cause snap music came from the South, you know, like right. that's, it's not like, yes, I, I feel you that like DMX was having like party up and like, you know, like right, Mace, right, 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 but right, I don't right. think that any of the ringtone rappers were like descendants of, no, of, definitely of those not. artists. This definitely was, this was not. a Southern thing. But, yeah. but just speaking from the perspective of a possible lapsed fan, Right. Right. Like you're going, you're already in this space where you're like, I don't even turn. I was one of them kids. I was like, I don't even turn on the radio. Like fuck the radio. Like the radio don't play nothing that 
you know, that's that's ill. So we were already on that wave. And it's funny because the stuff that was on the radio that we were like, yo, man, fuck that. That shit we listen to now. Right. Like, I, we we did the pun episode. I, I, I love, uh, don't want to be a player no more. Right. I was super anti that type of energy at that time, though. Like, yo, man, yo, man. Like, his whole album's grimy thing. He got to do the sellout joint, you know, like type of energy. But it little did we know, like, that's not even, that's not even that crazy and these are good records you know what i'm saying like these are really dope records but yeah what ends up happening is you end up with a whole group of people or you know a whole subset of fans who are like super anti anything that's getting played on the radio but everything that was getting played on the radio like the middle ground wasn't getting played on the radio either you know what i'm saying like i mean i don't I don't remember a lot of uh, now, mind you, I'm not I'm not in a major metropolis, so it could be different. Like I'm sure in New York, the B Boy document was getting spinned somewhere. You know what maybe, I'm saying? Like, maybe I don't know somewhere. Yeah, like on one yeah. of those radio shows, late night, something, right? Yeah. But like when you get out of the major the major cities, man, like pfft, Orlando was only playing top top twenty, top forty. And that's it. Like, you're not getting none of that other kind of stuff. Now, I do remember stuff like, the like, I remember the B-Boy document video. I remember a lot of that stuff. The videos was getting burned, but this was also the time that the videos and what was getting uh, service to, to MTV and BET started to switch up a lot, too. Like, it started to turn into more, like, and then you get to the, to the, to the TRL and the, um, and the 106 and Park energies. And by the time you get to that, stuff like the B-Boy documents not getting played on those, re- on those videos ain't getting played no more either. You know what I'm saying? Like, it starts to get really crazy. So that ringtone era was wild because that was formulative years for me. Like, my, all of my close friends at the time was going to the club rocking all these things. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, walk it like I talk it. Uh, Laffy Taffy. You know, Laffy Taffy. You know, wearing the wild long T-shirts and the wild long jean shorts. Yeah. Like, that was a wild flex, too. Like, do you remember how ridiculous that used to look? It's truly an embarrassing time to look back on now. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's, and maybe every generation feels like that. And again, I would also say that, like, we weren't wearing those. I mean, I know I wasn't. I I don't think you were. I definitely was not. But, but a lot of my guys were. It's embarrassing to even see. Just even if I saw pictures of strangers, I was like, ah, like, fashion is, uh, fashion is pretty stupid. Like, like history repeatedly proves that fashion usually is stupid. There's like a thinner part of the pie of things that like you look back and either it's transcended and it's so good or you're like, oh, I understand at the time. And then a lot of it is just like, what the fuck was going on? Yeah. Like where did triple X tall T's they were like shirts, shirts that were coming down to your kneecaps. Like. And we were walking around in public around business people wearing these things. You know what I'm saying? Like wild jean shorts that the jean, the, the, the bottom of your jean short is touching the tip of your sneakers or the top yeah. of your sneakers. Like, yeah. it was wild. And if you match that look with the music, 
that was dominating radio, you, I, I mean, I thought it was an apocalypse. I was like, <laughs> yo, so if you weren't tapped in, like, let's just say you were, okay, I'll give an example, right? So I had the, uh, the luck to, even though I wasn't, cause I'm not even going to say during that era, I was the most, the most tapped in. I became uh, tapped in the more that my rap stuff started moving around. I started running around with other people that were, that could clue me in, right? But just on my own, I wasn't the most tapped in. I, you know, I'm in Orlando. I don't really know what Stretch and Bob is playing and, you know, this, that, and third and whatever, except for whatever people would tell me um, or whatever. There's a different but, time for internet too. I mean, internet yeah, is not you know, as like, much of a provider. And if you don't know, you don't know. Like, you don't even know what to search for if you don't know what to search for, right? But imagine somebody like, you know, my uncles who I talk about a lot who put me on to, to, to hip-hop music. Like, imagine my uncles coming up, their formulative era is maybe you want to say 88 through like 94, right? Right, right. And what does hip-hop sound like and look like to them? when it's 2003, you know? And they're like, super like, what is going on? And they, they're they not on the cusp of the, of the internet and not even to the level that we are. You know what right. I'm saying? So like, to them, there's really just the mainstream and like, you know, that's it. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you hear the, some stuff in the mid- in the in the middle in the middle area, but you kind of think that it's done Zeno. Like you're right. like, yo, it's it's a rap. Like everything that we kind of knew that was kind of you know quote unquote dope hip hop, it's kind of like not existing anymore. Right. Or if they saw like a most deaf, like they might not necessarily feel tapped into it or recognize it, but they could recognize like, oh. He's kind of doing what this guy did before. So, like, I see how he's carrying the torch. Whereas, like, all of a sudden, if you're introduced to, like, them franchise boys, yeah. and, like, they're, it's it's like a completely different planet. And I even remember, I remember, too, at that time, because we were both sort of part of what was, like, a pretty healthy um, music scene in Orlando yeah. of independent music. There would be, a, there was major segregation between the type of events of, like, things that would fall under, we would, we'll say what would have been filed under the B-Boy document and then <laughs> things that would, that would fall into more of like the snap ringtone music. And like those events did not really cross pollinate except for when they did, which was like, then it seemed like scenes in Avatar where the humans meet the Navi and it's... Yo, facts. It, it would just be like, okay, well, this is an open mic or a battle or a contest. And it was such a stark clash of culture and in hindsight i mean look in hindsight i'd like to say that like we were right all along you know because you had like snap music that was very popular and it is not popular anymore there right. are components of it that i guess have still yeah passed yeah along. components but yeah but it, it died you know like if you look at I mean, obviously, Lil John is like still a big and, and deal. And Lil John is the crunk era, which is right. almost a, a different era than the snap era to some right. extent, which all falls under the ringtone era, though. Right. But like, I guess what I guess I guess if you were if you had a gun to your head back then and like you sort of like were 
it was Soldier Boy versus Little Brother, right? These are like the <laughs> yeah. two pillars. In yeah. 2023, it seems like one of them did distinctly win in terms of yeah. like culture and perception. I don't know what Soldier Boy did with his money. Maybe he's fine and, and he's great, but you know it. But it, but it, it's weird because I think also the tendency to rally against snap music also speaks to like some really like kind of closed-minded ignorance when it comes to like regionalism and just being like, Oh, that's not real hip hop. You know what I mean? So like, right, I, I feel right. both sides of it. Like I, I do feel like one form of the music is superior to the other, but I also feel like there was a lot of great music that like maybe was able to sneak in or, or the world got open a little bit more once we were open to the idea of like, okay, not everything has to be a New York tempo, a New York right. style, a New York cadence, a New York right. accent. You know what I mean? Well, and it's interesting because, I mean, okay, so just look at the South, right? Like, look at South records in the 90s and then look at South records, you know, in the 2000s. Like, they, they don't even sound like they're from the same planet. Right. You know, like, music really, and, and, and how, much of the, how much of all of this has to do with people not sampling anymore and people right. not wanting to That's sample. That's a huge part of it. Huge yeah, part. You, you know, like, the music clearly, clearly took a left turn or right turn, whichever side you sit on, when, when producers were like, yeah, sampling kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> it's expensive. We can't clear it. Like, you know, da, 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 like, and the easier that you made getting the tools in everybody's hands to do these things turned regulars regular non-music people into music people right. like you know and and that's like kind of all of that hit at the same time and like 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 so much was happening and changing so rapidly in society it, you know we didn't even bring up the most important thing i think about the ringtone ever which was the ringtone like, right there was a reason why they called it ringtone right? yeah yeah like you know like bro me and i make mad beats had I remember me, him, and Czar, and my man AC, and I want to say somebody, a couple other people that we knew, we all copped those, um, and I got it somewhere, we all copped those, um, them Samsung, uh, there was like these Samsung joints that also could work like the Nokias. Okay. I mean, not the Nokias, the... Um, the sidekicks. No, yeah. no, no. What was the... Uh, Oh, like the, the next house, the next house, the, the next house. Yeah, yeah. So it was a Samsung that worked like a regular phone, but it also had a button to do the walkie-talkie thing with other of the Samsungs, like like the next So we all got these joints because our the 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 stupid ass hustle that we had was like, all right, like we only got these certain amount of minutes, but we ain't even gonna use those minutes because we just go talk on the walkie-talkie, right? You know, which is a good solution. It's a good solution to a, to a non-existent problem today. That's another thing to think about. Yo, like minutes crazy. were limited. Yeah. Uh, nighttime minutes, daytime Weekends. minutes, you yeah. were over your minutes, your minutes hit, your phone stops working, like all that kind of stuff. So we had, uh, we had we, the whole gang of us had those phones, little chirp, chirp joints. And um, we, the first thing that we did when we got, that, that was the first uh where you could use real music ringtones. That was the yeah. first phone where we could use the real music ringtones. 
We spent the whole day editing songs <laughs> for for ringtone purposes. Yeah. You Which know, is a like, crazy thing to think about now where like anybody who doesn't keep their phone on silent is looked at as a psychopath. He's looked at as, what? what, what <laughs> where are you, where you, where you heathen? Where are you from? Why are you doing right. it? Put your phone on silent, bro. Like, right. Yeah. And if your phone is not on silent, it just rings. Ring. Right. It doesn't. <laughs> nobody has a ringtone at all. Right. Everybody with an iPhone has the exact same notifications and everything. Like, it's very rare that I run into somebody who's caring enough to change their notifications or their ringtones. I will say point. in the late 2000s, I did take the part on the J. Dilla, The Shining album with Busta Rhymes on the intro where he's like, Ayo! That was my text. So that when I would get text, it would be like Busta saying Ayo. But that oh, was... We, we had more... I had the Power Rangers. Do, 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 do. I had yeah, that yeah. joint. I had um, a Transformer sound. Right. You know, all of that stuff. We was doing all that stuff. And then I had, you know, you had a different ringtone for when your, when your crush called. You so know, you had stupid. like, I remember my uh, my girlfriend at the time, when, when, when the phone would ring, I had the uh, Dilla beat. Just because I really love you. It was just like, yeah, you know, that's, that's that, you know, I remember when I changed that ringtone, it was one of them like, Hey, yo, this this for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this your ringtone, you know? Yeah. Like, this is my regular ringtone. She but for your you, girl. It's for you, girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, was, it was that. But, like, that time for us was so crazy because, like, in one friend group, you could have mainstream, middle ground, and then like your underground guy, like kind of all in one friend group, listening and absorbing different music. What what would happen would happen for me and 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 I would be interested. Well, you're a little bit different. So I'm gonna let you tell your side of it in a second, because I know where you're gonna kinda go on this. But what it ends up happening for me is, you know, I don't know nothing about um, you know, deaf jokes. I don't know nothing about uh MF Doom. I don't know anything about Stretch and Bob shows. You know, I knew who Stretch and Bob were, but I didn't know about the stuff that was getting played, you know, all that college, college radio stuff. Like, I didn't know anything about that. So my man, um, Jay Cross goes to New York or goes to moves to Jersey for a couple of years while while we're in high school or when we started high school. He ends up uh, moving back down. He went to he went up there for maybe a year. And when he came back, he was like, yo, like, I remember being like, yo, you ready for this Inspected Deck album? This is 99. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you ready for this Inspected Deck album? He like, I mean, and then he starts talking to me about, yo, but you, yo, you, you mess with Sage Francis? And I'm like, what? Yeah, and he's yeah. like, he's just naming people that I'm just like, who are these people, bro? Like, so, and again, there goes Inspected Deck. Like, he's probably middle ground, you know, that you would call him, him specifically by himself, not in the group. But I'm thinking that's underground. Right. Like, nah, bro, like, we're not listening to, to this. We listen to Respected Deck. They're like, we're not listening to that. We listening to Sage Francis. <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and Immortal Technique and all these names that I'm hearing around that time that was bugged, which then graduate to hearing, I remember, uh, you know, for a long time, I was the only, or one of, a very small amount of MCs in my school 
And then the next wave of MCs that were coming around were like, yo, you, you, yo, you fuck with copyright? I'm like, what is a copyright? Mm. Like megahertz? Like, like all this type of energy was coming around and I was ill prepared for it. Like my ears were not tuned for what was going on. We talked about some of that in, in our episode about um, Fantastic L- Damage. About fa- Fantastic Damage. Like my yeah. ears weren't super tuned to it. But, but what ends up happening for me is this was a monumental moment. So this happens in my rap life. I lose my, at some point in time, I lose my uh, rap book with all my lyrics in it. I had a notebook. This is before the Google Drive days, the Google <laughs> yeah. Docs days. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I lose my notebook. I mean, all my lyrics is in there. Everything I'm trying to do in my life, my life's work is gone. And I was in such a deep, like, depression of I lost this book and, like, I'll never write these great. I'll never, I'll never write great lyrics again is what I told myself. I was like, it's over. Like, I, 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 I'll never come up with these cool ideas. Like, it's a wrap. And then I was like, what, what fed that was also the concept that music sucked now, too. I was like, yo, this music sucks. Like, I lost all my raps. Like, I don't even want to rap no more. Like, What year was know. this? What year? This would have been, this would have been in the 03, yeah, 03, 04, in that, in that, in that universe. And what happens? That's when I first heard Donuts, right? So what year is Donuts? Now, donuts would have been 2006, I think. Okay, so yeah. that's when I first, did, were there already, uh, were there already um, like Dilla tapes? Like the of beat course. tapes were yeah, running yeah, around. So maybe course. it wasn't donuts. Maybe it was some Dilla beat tapes because I make mad beats would play stuff for me. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Like, I didn't know this kind of, I didn't know people were still out there making this, t- this type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, at, at one point, you just felt indoctrinated with the ringtone era. Like, right. to where you just don't even know that this stuff is even out there. And that kind of opened up, like, the Dilla beat tapes. And then hearing Mad Villainy, like the, the and, and I'm talking about the Mad Villainy the original, demo leak, di- yeah, the you know, light. whatever. Yeah, like yeah. hearing that stuff was like, oh, wait a minute. Like there's still people being mad creative. There's still people sampling. There's still people looping and da 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 da. And it kind of brought me back, but it was rough, bro. Like I, my, the most hated song of all time for me came out in this universe. Which is uh, "Shake Your Tail Feather," which I think is the <laughs> worst song, of, rap song of all time. Yeah, it's not great. It's, it's definitely not great. Um, but, but you yeah. were working. You were working at a record store in this era, so you were tuned in. Well, yes and no. Um, and I think what this ultimately comes down to, to in a long, you know, drawn out way to answer the question. I don't think that the independent scene and indie music responded to to ringtone rap. I just think that listeners responded to it as a needed alternative or shelter from that music. And I think really what's more relevant is that the internet started really shifting the access to things mm. where you could get you were able to hear a Dilla beat tape without knowing somebody who got a copy of it. You know, right. things being right. uploaded, Soulseek, you know, Soul Seek. Napster. All, yeah, all these things. So 
I I didn't wind up working at the record store until probably 2007 or 8. But I hung out there almost every day trying <laughs> to get them to hire me. So I was very open to all of that stuff. For me, it was constantly hovering around and looking at these records and seeing things that seemed interesting and shout out to like the used bin of CDs because that's where mm-hmm. I would just be like, just like you do when you're digging. I'd be like, oh, Def Jux or Rhyme Sayers or Stone's Throw. Mm-hmm. If I just see the label on that, I'll spend the seven bucks or, or at least I'll listen to it in the store right. to yeah, see what I think shot. about it. Um, and then OK Player, the internet message boards you know i'm not the first person to say this but the okay player message boards there were other message boards as well they came a lot of message boards one day we'll have to have message board talk yeah i but that That was was like that was the predecessor to social media and really like Questlove says it all the time okay player was black twitter before there was black twitter Mm. that that was that was where a lot of it so i was hearing a lot of these things i knew about i i knew about little brother from seeing them post on the message boards before they signed the deal you know yeah and 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 i knew about about all of these other sort of ancillary things i was never as we talked about on the prior episodes i was not so indoctrinated with like the the wu-tang disciple where like I felt like that was the only thing I, I think for a lot of people, there was a very hard, like sobering come down period of being like, Wu-Tang is the greatest group in the world. Oh my God. Wu-Tang solo members make the best albums. Oh my God. Wu-Tang came back with Wu-Tang forever. Like they're still amazing. But that come down period after that is like, oh, Wu- this album has a Wu-Tang logo on it. So I'm going to assume it's good and it's yeah, Wu-Tang. It's it like, rough. This is not Wu-Tang. Oh, like this second album by my favorite MC and Wu-Tang is sure to be as good as the first. Oh, this is not. So for me, I I didn't experience that very, you know, uncomfortable come down because I wasn't that deeply (laughs) involved in that. But I was, but I still had resistance to it too. I think like for me, I was very much more tapped into a lot of the Soul Quarry and stuff. Right. So like that was opening me up to some of those other things. But that all is still like, again, like the commons and the most deaths and the black stars and the roots. These are all on major labels. And yeah, like, that, they, that was the thing. Like even we're, we're talking about the B-Boy document. I remember the B-Boy document feeling like the most like commercial type record on <laughs> on that project. Yeah. You know, like even... Even that being the thing, like it just felt, you know, with the with the way that that beat played out and everything. These, these fools had Nate Dog on a joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Like that, this, so this, the, this is not the dirt, right? It wasn't the dirt, and I, it's funny because like my probably my least favorite song on Sound Bombing Two when I first had it and was listening to it, and I probably this would have been probably like my senior year of high. No, no, what, what year did Sound Bombing Two come out? It was probably in high school when, when it mm. came out, but I was still listening to it a lot. But my least favorite song at the time was Company Flow Patriotism because I was just like, yeah. "What is this? Like this is what like is this? this is something that is so abrasive to me." And I I wasn't really <laughs> up on Fun Crush or anything, so I was just like, "No, oh, this isn't really good." And then. You know, when I went away to school and I went up to Orlando, uh, you know, I went to high school in South Florida and then I came up, you know, like four hours to Orlando. Then I had other friends who went to other schools, a lot of Florida schools, different parts of the state. And we would still like keep in touch. And I remember when I got together with one of them, my friend who's like super, super uh, instrumental in putting me on to like a lot of new music 
as far back as like middle school even mm. he was like yeah like i'm listening to this stuff you got to hear some of this it's like lp and aesop rock and cannibal ox and i remember listening to it i was like yo this is my guy he never steers me wrong and he was playing it for me and i would just be like this is not hip-hop you guys like this is not <laughs> i was like yo i said the same yeah and I, I know we spoke about this a little bit i think in the fandom uh episode and then all of a sudden at some point something clicked and shifted and it was probably yeah. 2003 2004 perfect ripe time that's like me living away from home for the first time figuring out who am i what do i like what do i not like and then to your point sort of feeling disillusioned with all of the shake your tail feathers and yeah. stuff like this yeah. felt a couple degrees even further removed like where i could get down with a mace feel so good this felt like so yeah. far from that that i was just like okay they're not making music for me and i started to go back and re-listen to some of this stuff and i was like wait, I kind of do like this Cannibal Ox record. And like, I don't really know what like Aesop Rock is talking about on some of these things, but like, I, I kind of fuck with it. And then also it's important to point out everybody tours now. Like in 2023, everybody does live shows. Back then, you especially in Florida, yeah. you weren't really getting a lot of like upper tier hip hop acts touring as much. As soon as you find out about these indie pockets of like the Rhyme Sayers, Stone's Throw, mm -hmm. you know, like Megahertz, all this. And once you know where to look, these guys are coming to your city almost every yeah. year. And yeah. then that puts you face first with the culture. And you're like, oh, like hearing an Aesop Rock record is like very like disconcerting. When you see him perform it on a stage, it's like, oh, he actually can rap and he yeah. has like control of the crowd, even if it's a little bit different. So that was like a big part of it, too, where I was all of a sudden I was like, oh, I love all of this. Like this is this is way more interesting to me than second album Wu-Tang solo records or whatever is coming out from right. like the old stallion, you know, the old stables of like Bad Boy or, you know, there was just a void you know there, there was a void yeah and it i mean came to, in. to your same point about those second records so like going back to the laps fan like my uncle's let's say okay so there's nothing on the radio that's making me feel like you know interested and then like this immobilarity record is not really good either yeah like so there's nothing like i can't i can't go left and i can't go right well there's more you know like that's i guess that's why you call it underground like you had to you had to go a little bit deeper but there was a whole thing there and I, I feel like to the point of the original question like I felt like that universe operated just completely independently of it was it was like two it was like two separate genres completely like not this isn't even the same and even nowadays like so what one, one lasting effect of that is like I'm a I'm a rapper right but like when you tell somebody that you're a rapper who's not a music person right what do they think you are so like i've always wished that there was another term i could use <laughs> for what i do because hey how you doing what's up man what's your, what's your name my name is Midas. what you do i rap the initial thought process is whatever is currently the most popular stuff oh so you do that like no nah, i don't do that right well then do you even rap, bro? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that was, that was the, that was the thing back then too. Like, it was one of those things where like, oh, you rap? So you, you do, you, you do this. I'm like, nah, I don't do that. It's like, well, 
that's rap. Right. What do you do? Well, I rap. But that's rap. You know, so that that was a definitely a different time. But that was my most hated. It's funny. It's my most hated. I, I have like nothing but terrible memories about that. But like hindsight is twenty twenty, And like now that I look back. As much as I loathe and hate the 2000s, man, such great indie records and such great stuff came out in that time that I, I even forget about it myself when I'm talking about it because you just remember, you know, ringtone era. You right. remember what was happening, but man, a lot of, lot of fire stuff in that era. Yeah. So the 2000s will be defined in terms of radio memories and music video rem- memories by some of the worst things I remember ever hearing in my life up to that point. But yes, to your point, digging in and then re- remembering what was what had come out. It's like, oh, this was a renaissance, actually. And whether or not they were influenced by each other or not, I'm not totally sold on the fact that, like, I don't think that they were responding to, oh, Laffy Taffy is big, so we're going to make something that's the opposite. I think that... I really think it was more the internet and the way that music was starting to be shared that kind of galvanized people to be, yo, I, I don't want to listen to this shit and there is an alternative and I'm going to seek it out. But I don't think that it was created as right. a, as an alternative to that. You remember how big there were certain indie records that like, and this, I think it just goes to show like how dominant the mainstream thing was. Because there were certain records that would come out that were really good, but it, they were like, like when Little Brother came out, right? Like that was a moment when that Little Brother record came out. Like, yeah, it was it for for it was again for the Laps fan. It was there was so many people that was like, "Yo, I've been looking for this type of stuff for four years now, for five yeah. years now," and now mind you. There was some other things that were already floating around, just like we said in the other episode. Little Brother didn't come out, and there was nothing like that for, right. you know, the three or four years prior. There was some things, but the way that it came, and they were able to put it together in one album in a pack, like, they brought a revolution with that record. Um, think about the Blue and Exile record. Yeah. I mean, yo, I remember seeing that album cover online everywhere that I would go. It yeah. was in, in on the message boards. It was in people's signatures. It was, it was that image of his face was everywhere. And it was funny because I didn't know what a blue was, what an exile was, <laughs> nothing. And I just remember seeing that picture so much. Like seeing that album cover is what made me check. Like I was like, yo, this album has to be amazing. Like literally I see this picture every day. Like, yeah. And I'm not looking for it. You right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, but it, it brought a movement with it. It brought a whole energy with it. Yeah. If, if they weren't going to get their music videos played on like TRL and Rap City, it was a different form of advertising where, again, shout out to the internet, where you're starting to go to sites every day. That's, that's just a different screen that we're all looking at. And so that is another great channel to drill you in the head to the point where like, I guess I got to listen to this below the heavens thing because I just keep seeing the album. Yeah, that's what what, happened. Like what choice do I have? I I have to listen to this, right? Like I'm a rap fan, right? Like, (laughs) let me, let me, let me get us a chance. And it was fire. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember, I remember first hearing it actually, you know, just a quick sidebar. I 
I wish we could bring back the like. I mean, I know everything happens in its time for a reason, but man, I miss the era of like discovering music and like the joy of discovery and like the joy of sharing the discovery with your mans or like you and somebody discover something simultaneously. Like, what is this? And you're right. just like the euphoria that you would feel like the pheromones that would go crazy. I remember the little brother record. Uh, I remember they had a joint on there called for you. Yeah. And I remember I make mad beats like, yo, you need to come to my house. <laughs> like, what's up? No, nah, you need to come to my house. You need to hear this. Yeah. I'm like, I need to come to your house to hear a song. Yes. To hear a song. One song. It's you coming from come a guy who it. later would be like, hey, I need to come to your house for you to help me beat the Zelda game. So this yeah. is, this is full <laughs> you know circle. I mean? yeah. Hey, man, life is different now. But <laughs> you, I remember going over there to hear one song and being like. Yeah. What is this, bro? Like, this is crazy. Like, and 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 then running it a hundred times. Right. You know, and just being like, woo, you know, the whole time going crazy over Fonte, you know, just blood knife, just going crazy. And and I remember doing something similar when we first really, really heard Below the Heavens. Like, right. what is this? So yeah, that that that. Because it, it, discovering music is so solitary now. It doesn't have the joy of. Well, it's not exclusive. And it's so, it's so easy that it actually, the act of doing it becomes difficult. Because we all technically have all the music ever in our phones right now. So it's a lot more to sift through. And then if you find it, you might, you're not going to tell me, come over and hear this. I mean, yeah. Maybe maybe we maybe we should do that. Maybe that is like the the solution to sort of just be like, hey, like I know, like 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 in anything else. Look, I know we could completely have a life just through phone calls and zooms, but like we should meet once a month if we're working together or something like that. Like maybe that falls more on our shoulders, where it's like maybe we need to adopt some of those older practices. But yeah, it's just hard now to do that. And then if you text me something, yo, listen to this. I'll be like, yeah, I'll listen to it on this device that has 10,000 distractions that'll probably get to me before I listen to this. And you'll listen to it when you get ready to listen to it. Right. And I may or may not have the same excitement by the time you hit me back. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So we're doomed. Um. <laughs> so I think that was a good conversation for the first. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is like where we ended even before this. Yeah. Like, I think Stony Island Audio.